but I will tell you one thing, and, and this is something that I take zero credit for. Uh, I give all credit to my dad, and, and it's it's this uh, this thing he always says. Que, I wasn't saying in Spanish right now, but he says, <laughs> you can say gonna, Spanish. if you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Okay. Right? Si, si vas a hacer algo, lo vas a hacer. Okay. Uh, which means, like, if you're going to do something, mm -hmm. you're going to go all in on it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So for me, right, off, I'm the type of person mm. where when I make a decision, like, I go all in. You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. Welcome, guys, to On The Go Voice Podcast. This is uh, Charles Sabiaga, your host. And today we are actually transitioning to a new series called the Biz Talk. All right, so it's about business. We are going to bring in people with experiences from entrepreneurship, people with leadership status, or people who have that insight within the industry. So, you know, when it comes down to business. So uh, this is a series that I hold dear heart to me because when I first started or when I first learned about entrepreneurship, it was a uh, it was a pivotal point for me I was coming in here from philippines it wasn't something that was brought up to me by my parents none of my family were entrepreneurs they just knew how to work which was fine but when i was introduced to the concept of entrepreneurship it was a totally different uh philosophy different framework within the uh, new universe so it was a thing that i was getting involved in after i got out of high school and uh, the funny thing is the guest I have today is actually uh, we share similar experience and how I dove into entrepreneurship and the industry that he's involved in and the marketing uh, strategy when it comes down to it. But uh, this guy, I, I look up to him, you know, every time he posts <laughs> up, he's always like motivated. He's just absolutely crushing it. And uh, I believe he was just in Cancun recently, right, bro? No, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some reason I was thinking Cancun. Maybe I want to go to Cancun, right? I want to go to Cancun. Man. I haven't been to Cancun That's, That yet. sounds like a next one then. How was your uh, vacation, by the way? It was awesome, man. I, mm. It was my second time going. So okay. last year, I was I had the opportunity to go mm -hmm. uh, just to actually... I, I went with like our, the group of our, our region, you could say. Right, right, right. And, and last year, I was able to take my parents with me. It was mm. our first ever first ever uh, you could say family vacation that's awesome man uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my so gosh. you're you're milestones ahead of no, me <laughs> no no <laughs> trying no, to do was, that eventually it, it was such a great experience I, I feel like it's the first time in my life where uh the the tables turn mm. in the sense that because for me wait, wait, I've, I've been to beaches before and all that right, stuff right, but right, i've right. never taken my parents on a vacation uh -huh. and and just experiencing looking at my parents be so joyful waking up in the morning and okay. be excited about yeah, the yeah. day like can we go snorkeling today yeah, yeah. or can we go to the beach now yes, they're I'm like snorkeling. no no but think about okay. this they're like asking me <laughs> what, what what we should do or what uh, we can't and i'm like wait like Aren't you guys like my parents? Like <laughs> <laughs> usually, you do that and really plan that. Out. Now they're looking up to you, man. That is a heartwarming uh, feeling to uh, hear that from you, bro. So oh, that's you. awesome, man. And and that's that's the one thing I, I would encourage mm -hmm. anybody, anybody who's who's watching this, or or anybody who who who's working hard at whatever they do mm -hmm. to get that ex that experience of being able to in one way or another give back to your parents but Absolutely. more than anything take them elsewhere where they're brand new right, to right, the right, place right, right, right. and get to experience uh -huh. that's that's something that i want to say i'm so glad i was able to take them but looking back at it 
I feel like I got more out of that trip than they did. <laughs> right, the, right, the right. experience itself, that's right? Awesome, man. That's yeah. actually that's actually like something that's been on my on my mind when it comes down to it. it's just something that I uh that I also see myself being able to do and then you yeah. know but I'm just like you gotta take it slow you know don't overcompensate for myself but for everybody listening you know before <laughs> he's sharing all his successes already no. <laughs> you know uh Hilario I met him back in uh high school when we used to party yep. together <laughs> that was the, the the many versions ago uh-huh. of Hilario <laughs> exactly and I know I remember too you were very involved in school to be honest right yeah you were uh you were studying in Santa Barbara Barbara, you were very involved, dedicated, and uh, just for anybody listening, you know, where you are at na- right now is a lot of something people can look up to. So just for a little background, uh, who are you for anybody listening and what do you do? So so going back to, to what you're referencing, which is when we first met, mm-hmm. uh, Charles, I, I honestly, I would like to say... I, if there was something that I was an expert in school is that having two complete different identities. Mm. And this is what I mean by this, because some yeah. some people that are going to be watching this video, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I remember Elijah from our partying days. Yeah. And then there's going to be some people that are going to be saying like, oh, I remember Elijah from our honors classes. Uh-huh. And and the reason why I'm saying like I used to have two different identities is because uh, I, I, I used to be like a byproduct of my environment, right? Mm. I played sports, I played football, volleyball, and for one year I wrestled. And obviously when you're in sports, guess what? You want to be exactly. surrounded by the popular people. You want to party. You know, you want to you want to fit in. In other words, mm-hmm. but for me, because I, I cherished everything that my parents did for me and right, giving right, me the right. opportunity, you know, to to do something with my life here in the United States, I right. wanted to make sure I did something with my life too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the sports side, I used to you know want to fit in, party, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, enjoy life. But I made sure when I was in class in school that I actually paid attention mm. or that I actually you know took the classes that were necessary. Necessary yeah, yeah. back then to get me to where I thought back then was gonna get me to get the life that I wanted to have. You right, know? right, right. And and um, I don't think it's a like different personality. I think you just learn how to adjust with the with the people that you are around. Yes, yes. So, the so byproduct. It, what you it, mentioned. It, well, yeah, actually, I, it's not that I was two complete different mm-hmm. people. It's just it, it, it's funny because for my for my parting people, I, I was not crazy enough. Mm-hmm. I was always that 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 uh, that person in the group where it's like, okay, Lider's kind of crazy, but he's not that crazy <laughs> right and then for for my smart group of friends that i used to hang out with they used to think i was like crazy crazy like Eladio, like you're too crazy for us <laughs> right everywhere. like all that we want to do is study and do good in school and for me i'm like well i want to enjoy life mm-hmm. and i want to also be able to position myself yeah. for a better future and i feel like in today's society you can do both yeah yeah okay you know well so <laughs> What, what about uh what's the difference now like what what do you do right now for anybody listening yeah okay and, and by the way i'm sorry I, I this is probably the worst thing i could be saying i don't <laughs> i don't look over there right i could just yeah you can okay. look at me yeah. okay cool 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 yeah. so so my name is Cilardo Guerrero. for those of you who don't know me uh, i was born and raised in the south side of oxford both of my parents are actually from jalisco mm. uh, my dad came into the united states about 30 some odd years uh, okay. he came in here not knowing anybody not knowing a single word of english uh like most people he came here to have a better opportunity right right so for me, uh, I grew up in the south side of Oxnard in, in a one-bedroom apartment. My parents used to sleep in, in the in the living room, and I mm-hmm. was I was I grew up in the one bedroom, you know, uh, two bunk beds with my brother, my sister, and my grandma. And and for me, growing up, uh, I, I saw what it was like to not have 
uh, I, I don't want to say I ever missed a plate of food whatsoever. Mm -hmm. my, my dad, hard work, hardest working man mm -hmm. to this day that I know, made sure there was always food and shelter uh, on, on, on our end, right? right but right, right. I, I definitely saw a difference, you could say, growing up mm -hmm. of people that grew up with a lot of money and people that were just making it little by yeah, little. little by little. You know, so I have very humble beginnings. For mm -hmm. me growing up, I just wanted to do something with my life. Like I mentioned, uh, I saw my parents working very hard and I just wanted mm -hmm. to make sure, one, I made them proud and two, I maximize the opportunity we all have Absolutely. here in the U.S. Exactly. That's being grateful to the fullest. You know, so right now I do, uh, I'm in the financial services industry. Okay. Uh, I'm one of five brokers here in our venture office. Nice. Funny enough, right? We're like two blocks yeah. away from here, right <laughs> off Literally, of right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But But we, we run an, age, an office here, an agency. We have about 120 agents that work okay. with us uh, part-time, full-time. And basically what I do is I teach our newest agents uh, about the simplicity mm -hmm. of our business, how so that one can expand it to the masses. Uh, and at the same time, you know, be able to supplement whether it's your income or transition out of the industry you're in mm -hmm. into our industry to be able to make you know full-time income with us okay cool cool so what what uh who, who do you serve when it comes down to I, I noticed you mentioned you're also supplementing people with income but also um you know when it comes down to financial services yeah so so my i guess you could say my primary client is is people like my parents middle class americans you know humble okay. humble people hard working people mm -hmm. you you could say uh, i know going into the financial services industry uh when you think of money you look you think of like a wolf of wall street right <laughs> where you wanna you you wanna cater to the top one percent right. uh, what really stood out to me about PHP when i first got started mm -hmm. is knowing that we specialize in helping out helping out uh, middle class americans hard working people like my parents right. uh, and, and understanding the way money works and what you could do with your money mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time incorporating insurance to mm. make sure that you pass on a legacy uh, to the future generations. Okay, that's awesome. So, uh, how did you get first involved in business? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so so that, that's actually pretty... Like, that's a huge transition from like someone... Okay, obviously it was very involved in school and also, you know, the... Uh, having a fun life as well with the party, <laughs> but transitioning to entrepreneurship in general, basically. Yeah. So right? I don't know if you remember this, Charles. And, and, Let me see. And I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, but I still remember, like if it was yesterday, that one time you had reached out to me to go to your house. Oh. And like you know if what? it was yesterday, I still remember. Yes. Cool. And and but, but anyway, let me fast forward a little bit mm -hmm. more. I, I, the way I got introduced to this industry was that I used to be uh, I used to work at HR on Block Monday through Friday. Uh -huh. Uh, full time, and then I was right, a right. server also at Lazy Dog Thursday, Friday, and Saturday mm -hmm. uh, uh, on weekends, right? That's so right, I remember that. What, what I realized after doing that for three years, though, Charles, was that I used to make more money serving people food than what I used to uh -huh. make being a, a, a tax preparer at HR Block. Wow. Not saying that HR Block doesn't pay yep. good, right? But for me, I, I, I realized, you know, the reason why I'm not making a lot of money or maximizing my type of uh, value at HR Block is because I was working at a large corporation. I mm -hmm. wasn't working for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So after three mm -hmm. years of doing taxes and being a server, one random night, I promise you, Charles, it was like something, it was it was something I completely did not expect whatsoever. Uh, a, a random family, one of my random tables that I was serving, a uh, sharp looking family, you know, this man, you could tell this guy made money, mm -hmm. right? He had, he ordered New York steaks for him, <laughs> his wife, nice. his three kids, you know, they were ordering from the actual menu, not the kids menu. Right. And, and you, you could just <laughs> the, tell the this- The left side of the, the, right? the menu. <laughs> You could just tell this family had money. And and I remember when I finished serving them, this gentleman, he said, you know, Hilario, I really like your service. Mm -hmm. I like, is this what you really see yourself doing all, all for the rest of your life? 
mind you this he did not know i was i had intentions so that that was the summer before i was going to go back to ucsb mm -hmm. uh, and finish my bachelor's in biology mm -hmm. right so i told him absolutely not i mean i see myself becoming an orthopedic surgeon and he's like well if you keep your options Surgeons. open and making more money I want to invite you to come down to my office. I feel I have a great opportunity for you. Mm. And and me being an opportunist back then, I'm like, I'm always looking for something yeah, yeah, better, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I finished my shift that night. I got home like at one in the nice. morning and I showed up to his office at oh. nine in the morning the next day, Okay. right? Just because I was hungry. I wanted yeah, to do yeah, more, right? Yeah. So then he, he showed me the, the ropes about the business and I realized like one, I had never heard of this industry mm -hmm. ever before. And two, I saw the potential within the industry. I'm like, I'm all in. Right. You know, you just tell me what I need to do. If I if I can have a shot to have the life that you have, I'm all in. Just, right, right. You know, I just wanted, like you could say, an opportunity mm -hmm. and an example, and, and I'm all in. Okay. You know? So that's how I got introduced. Oh, interesting. So what, what was it about him really that stood out to you that you decide, hey, you know what? I'm open to it instead of because some people who, who get approached with that they kind of like turn away or you know get <laughs> skeptical you being an opportunist there's probably something in there that you saw within yourself that you wanted to say hey let me take a look at it it was so me being that I've, i had already been in the in the server industry for three years right. you know the type of 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 clients that you have or you mm -hmm. can say customers that you have uh, uh. that come and go mm -hmm. and and this couple this family you, like I'm not saying they ju they just had money, but right. the way they were eating, the way they were talking, I remember mm. listening to them. They were talking about like leadership development. Right, I'm right, like, right. I've never heard a family talk about this, whatever, <laughs> you know. And it's like I remember the way he paid his check. Mm -hmm. He didn't even look at the checkbook. Oh. He just handed the card, and I'm like, man, this guy like. And, and you were this, serving him, right? Yeah, and I was serving this Maybe family, and I'm like the the, the swath, uh, the the of this guy. Uh -huh. I'm like, man, like this guy, like uh -huh. he's providing not just for his family, but this guy, like he's running a family, mm -hmm. you know. Right, right, right. And 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 I guess you could say to know that I could have the opportunity mm -hmm. to have a life like that in the future. Mm -hmm. That's what sold me the dream, uh, because I, I mean, you tell me who wouldn't want to be able to go to any restaurant? You could say right. not. It's like the saying: most people they look at the menu right to left, mm -hmm. right? They look Exactly. at the price point first and mm -hmm. then they go to the left like, yeah, yeah. Ah, price. <laughs> this family like you said they were looking left to right but mm -hmm. you're not looking at the price yeah, yeah, yeah. point and, and that's that just mm -hmm. knowing i could have an opportunity to have that yeah that that's what really made me keep my options open okay, you can say okay so so how was your experience the first time then so the, the when you first actually got involved and decided you know hey i want to do this yeah, so, so with me, Charles, I, I will tell you one thing, and, and this is something that I take zero credit for. Uh, I give all credit to my dad, and, and it's it's this uh, this thing he always says, que, uh, it, I wasn't saying in Spanish right now, but he says, if <laughs> you you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Okay. I see, si vas a hacer algo, lo vas a hacer. Okay. And, which means, like, if you're going to do something, mm -hmm. you're going to go all in on yeah, it, yeah. right? So for me, right off, I'm the type of person mm -hmm. where when I make a decision, like I go all in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna half in, half out. And it's and all in. and in, and in the beginning <laughs> when I got introduced to it, it was more of like I I literally completely forgot about everything mm -hmm. else and I focused on it just because I knew at the same time what the potential rate of return could be. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you saw potential within your school. They showed you numbers, right? Exactly. You being a so studying science, so you understood. <laughs> so I love math. Charles. Okay. I love math. I, I'm a. I, I don't want to say I'm a super logical person, mm -hmm. but I I definitely think 
think things through mm -hmm. before I make decisions. Okay. So I know for a fact when I make a decision based on the evidence that is shown, mm -hmm. based on the numbers, if everything checks out and there's no reason why it wouldn't work out for me, if it means I have right, a fair right. shot, why am I going to say no? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it brings back to the question when we first met, and I remember now when you first approached me when I was in the same industry in a way, financial, but like with the whole network marketing scene, I forgot the company called Wake Up Now. I remember there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was building that business. That's when I started <laughs> to, to like build my Instagram and everything. Yeah, I remember I that's remember. when I first held, uh, that's when I first like experienced passive income. You know, obviously there's different ways that of I course. learned now in the future, but I remember you were very hungry. I was like, dude, I, I need this guy on my team at the time, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to see where you're at right now bro but, but listen to this charles uh, and and correct me if i'm wrong when when you had first reached out to me uh for wake up now we were either barely out of high school yeah or right if mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken yeah, it was like a year so, after so i went through a uh i went through you could say like a i wouldn't call it an identity sh shift it was more of like a humbling experience mm -hmm. because I'll be the first one to admit when you first reached out to me about what you were doing back then mm -hmm. when I was 18, 19 years old, uh, uh, I was sold out on school. And oh. I feel this is something that, and I'm not saying by the way, that school does not work, Yeah. right? But I was sold out growing up on the idea of go to school, get good grades, mm -hmm. go to college, get good grades, and you'll eventually get a right, good right, right. job, right? Yeah, same thing, I was... When when you reached out to me about that, I, I, I remember looking at this model that you had presented to me, mm -hmm. but being the cocky guy that I was back then, <laughs> right? I remember looking, looking down on it and, and thinking to oh, okay. myself, well, you know what, Charles? I like the business idea, but but maybe maybe you guys need something like this. But mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna be a doctor in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I had my ego. Yeah, that's what's that's fine. My ego back then, mm -hmm. when I was 18, 19, was just way too high because I knew I was already sold out on the idea of becoming a doctor, mm -hmm. and that's the one thing that that I the, like the things that the events that took in my life at the age of 19 right, 20 right, right, right. that really humbled me you could say or, right. or it's like the saying you're either gonna learn from your mistakes or, or I'm sorry you're either gonna learn from other people's mistakes or life is gonna make you learn oh, that's true. It, it, when that. I was presented the opportunity with PHP mm -hmm. that that was after the fact of, of me going through those events that took place in those three years right. that completely not just humbled me but made me aware that there's different ways mm -hmm. different avenues for people to get from point a to where they want to go yeah yeah and and that's cool because uh you you mentioned like when you transition with that you just see something that's more for yourself you know especially that uh the, the mentor i bet that now right who showed you this yeah. possibility <laughs> you know? so with that being said I'm sure if you were sold out on being a doctor surgeon at the time, uh -huh. and now, how long have you been with the PHP? So I'm about to turn four years on the four last week years. of June. Bro, that's like, <laughs> that's like commitment, longevity <laughs> right? mindset, you know? What made you decide to go all in and just completely transition from that aspect of the career? Like some people would have kind of just done it part time and see if it kind of works out and if it doesn't. But you took that full risk on to decide, hey, you know what? I'm going all in. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what shifted? It, it, it was. It 
it's as simple as saying solving for X and what's the fastest way to getting there. Uh-huh. So let me sell you on why I wanted to go. Uh, I wanted to become an orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeon coming out of high school. You're gonna sell me uh, on that? Uh, say that again. <laughs> you said you're gonna sell me on that? No, no, no. Well, now I'm not gonna sell you on it, <laughs> I'm but I'm gonna, sell you, I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna show you on what sold right, right. me back. Okay, then. okay. Because up until seventh grade, I was sold out on becoming a math teacher. Mm. I promise you. If you would have ever asked me fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I I would I, I was. I was I would sell everybody on why I was gonna be the best math mm-hmm. teacher ever to have taught ever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't until my seventh grade class that I looked that we had a research project mm-hmm. where I was asked to research my my uh, my uh, career, and 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 I had to present my career to the room, mm-hmm. right? And when and and when I looked up what a math like the math teacher profession. Oh, and I saw the income, <laughs> my goodness, I almost fell off my chair. And, and it's not a way to like bring people, you know, Absolutely the career down. Not. I 100% I believe teachers do not get paid enough. I 100% Man. believe. And I wish like we had a system where teachers are incentivized and if not paid more Preach. based on the results that you provide mm-hmm. for your students. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. When I saw the income of teachers or math teachers specifically, mm-hmm. at least based on when I was uh, in seventh grade, I almost fell on my chair. I'm like, mm. how am I even going to make a living off this? Yeah, that's, crazy. Like, <laughs> that's crazy that you were even thinking about that. Dude, when I was in seventh grade, all I wanted to do was fit in. I, I literally shaved my head during freshman uh, high school and started getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anyways. but 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 I and it's not me though. It mm-hmm. was it was all thanks to the project. I was part of the avid class, the avid oh, program. Oh, that's right. And that was I one of the cool projects. No, <laughs> so so in seventh right. grade, I had to do that. And then I like I said, I almost fell on my chin. I'm mm-hmm. like, I do not want to be a math. Like, mm-hmm. keep in mind, for yeah, the last yeah. two three years, I was selling everybody on why yeah, I was yeah. gonna be the best math teacher. And then when I saw mm-hmm. how much money they make, I'm like, absolutely not. I, I need to and then I started that's when I started like scrolling on other careers right, and then right. that's when I came across orthopedic surgeon mm. and that's when I saw back then I saw that the average orthopedic surgeon used to me or, or was making back then about 180 190 a year okay and I'm like oh, okay no you know 180 180 that's not too bad yeah. you know I can travel I can you yeah, know yeah, yeah. I, I can I can live a uh, a nice life mm-hmm. uh, right now i actually looked it up before coming here and i noticed that the average orthopedic surgeon today makes two hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars a year okay the median uh, orthopedic surgeon oh, without, right without taxes right <laughs> exactly so so back then i was sold out on wanting to become a doctor mm-hmm. one because of the money that i could make and keep in mind i i know a lot of people uh, uh that might be listening to this some mm-hmm. of you you might think well Hilario, you're so selfish you're so greedy all right, you're right, looking right. for or all you're solving for his money but keep in mind i come from not having money mm. right growing mm. up i knew what it was like not to have money right. and i wanted to know what it's like to have money not because i, I i'm greedy but because i know when you have more you're able to give more give. right so i wanted Absolutely. to be i wanted to solve growing up i wanted to solve for m- the amount of money you could make and second of all the amount of impact you can make on others mm-hmm. the reason why i wanted to become a math teacher is because i wanted to educate others mm. and then when i I saw what a doctor makes i'm like well i'm i'm saving lives mm-hmm. i'm providing value for people maybe on a physical aspect but i'm still you know saving lives you right, right, say. Right. so that's the reason why i got sold out on being an orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeon back 
then. Uh, long story short, when I took off to UCSB, and like I said, some events took place where, right. you know, uh, long story short, I ended up getting kicked out of UCSB my what? first, my <laughs> second semester. Interesting. I ended up getting kicked out. And 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 that was what, one of the toughest times that I had to go through as an individual, but I'm so mm-hmm. thankful I went through those uh, times, Charles, like I said, because it humbled me, but it also made me grow as an individual. Because mm-hmm. back then when that took place, what ended up happening is I ended up I ended up going from just going to school to having two jobs, taking 20 units between Ooh. OCVC Damn. and making it all the way up to satisfy the amount of credits that were required yeah, yeah. for me to go back to UCSB. My God. <laughs> That's a lot. Yes. And 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 um like I was saying, so when that took place, right. up until that point, I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon because I knew the type of income that you could make. Mm-hmm. But when I got introduced to PHP, when I got introduced to the financial services industry mm-hmm. and I saw the amount of money that you could that you could make as an individual, right. at the same time, the the experience of being able to provide such a service to the community, it completely blew me away. Okay. It outweighed it. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what, what did you feel that outweighed it the most? So, or, or some factors maybe. So like I said, I, I'm pretty logical. So when, when I make decisions, uh-huh. I write things down okay. and I weigh it out. Okay, this, this. Back when I was 21 and I got introduced to this to this industry, in the beginning, it was more for me to get through college. And I still, to this mm-hmm. day, believe there is no better industry anybody can get involved in while they're going through college than the financial services industry. Mm. Why? Because it works around your schedule. You're able to make as much money as your work ethic allows you to. Right. And at the same time, you're able to you're able to get through school, meaning studying when you need to, without mm-hmm. somebody having to tell you what to do, when to do of it, course. when to clock in, when to clock yeah, yeah. out. Right. So when when I looked when I when I when I like I said when I looked at what I was solving for, remember I was solving for the amount of money I could make and the amount of people I could impact. Right. When 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 I when I when I saw what it took to become an orthopedic surgeon. I realized it wasn't going to be just four years of bachelor's. Mm. It was going to be another four years of doctor. It was going to be another four to five years of residency at a hospital that Mm. I I probably had no control over uh, whatsoever. Right. Okay. Keep in mind that's not that's not that's not even taking into consideration the three to four hundred thousand dollars I would have had to get into <laughs> debt before I even start making a penny. Right. Right. Think about this, dude. That's... People go to school for four, six, eight, ten years without that's making crazy. a penny in the industry that they're gonna be involved yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, it's true. You know. So so and and keep in mind, like I said, I'm not trying to look down upon anybody mm-hmm. that's going through that route. If you're going to school to become a doctor, like shout out to you Dude. keep going at it right but the way what i was solving for mm-hmm. was one making money making the amount of impact and, at, and 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 also something that really stood out to me about the industry that i'm involved in is uh one one of the the worst experiences i had charles was when i took off to ucsb i was not able to bring any of my friends with me oh. I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, of I course. Was, you want to be around the people that was there for you or also... Like, these are my, my homeboys. These are yeah. my homegirls. You know, these, these are my... This is my family. Exactly. Like, I want to take care of my family. Exactly. You know, so when I... T- and I'm not talking about just, like, my family, like, uh, my brother, my sister. I'm talking about, like, the people that I went to school mm-hmm. with. Like, I, I don't want to just party with those people. I want to see them succeed. I mm-hmm. want to see them, you know, reach new heights, you could say. So when I talk, took off to UCSB and I realized it was just me and, and two other friends... Right. Um, 
uh, that that were on the good group, you could say the the studying group. Yeah. I I look back and I'm like, man, I I like, what's the point of being successful or quote unquote thinking of myself that I'm successful if none, none of my friends can come with mm-hmm. me? And when I got introduced to this industry, I realized not only I could become a broker for myself, but I could show others people. people. I could show my people how mm-hmm. to become broker. I could show my people how to make money. I can I can plant those seeds of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. inject those seeds of entrepreneurship. Just being with uh, themselves. You exactly. Know? And and the best part of it all is in my community. Mm. You know, for me, I I know, I know it in Oxnard. You would say specifically, but overall, Ventura County, You're right. you hear of all these people saying, "I can't." I'm so glad I left Oxnard, or I can't wait to leave Oxnard. Man. I can't wait to. Leave. And and for me, I think it's such a cowardly move. Mm. Why would you want to leave the problem and not do something about it? That's true. Or you know? or I don't even think it's sustainable at all. You and, know? And, and it's Which the, is fine. I respect people who decide <laughs> to do that. But, but it goes back to the whole it, thought process of mm-hmm. fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Most people they flight the problem. Mm. I wanna I wanna change my community. I want to provide financial freedom for my community. Absolutely. I want to give people the solution because if I can do it, guess what? Everybody can do it too. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Of course. Thanks for saying that. So, uh, so to, to wrap it all up, like I said, what made me make the decision of going all in on entrepreneurship, specifically in the financial services mm-hmm. industry, was knowing that I was going to be able to make this type of income in a shorter uh, time frame and mm-hmm. at the same time be able to like start already in the industry. Mm-hmm. Whereas for being a doctor, it, like I, I like right now, what I'm, I just turned 25 years old mm. two weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah. 25. Right now, I would be in my first, if not my second year of medical school. Mm, damn. <laughs> With about 60, 80, and maybe 120. You actually pass the classes and test. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. You know, so for me, it, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, it goes back to like, uh, it goes back to like what you referenced about being able to take my parents on right. their first trip. Like I'm building my business. I'm building my family. Like there, I don't think there's, there's an amount of money that anybody can make that can be as rewarding as seeing your family, like, like, uh, uh, experience, like have experiences. Right. Of course. And, and that to me is worth millions. Man, I'm trying to get on that level. I, I look up to that. We're going to take a quick little break, bro. Let's do it. Yeah. Give me a second guys yo what's up podcast listeners if you are listening this far i just want to let you know i genuinely appreciate your support for being able to listen and if it does pique your interest and this is the type of podcast you like if you are listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe so they can get more features in the future or for spotify follow so that you can stay up to date or follow me on the instagram account at charles creates underscore and for the rest of season three All the way until November of this year, I'll be making podcasts with different series tackling different broads of categories. So if you know anybody who might be perfect for these series that I've done in the past for the next season, contact me. And also, I am currently looking for sponsors. So if you know anybody or have a business that you want to promote, contact me at info at onthegovoice.com so we can talk about business. Okay. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, we're back, guys, and I was just telling Hilary because he he felt he felt apologetic for going too long. No, if it goes that far, you're, that means you're adding value. You know, people have gotten this far, you're adding value. And at the end of the day, you know, I was just saying that this series is something I hold dear to me because it's something that changed my life. It was a pivotal point for me to understand what business can do and to have that expanded mindset. Yeah, you know. So, but with that being said, 
we are going to jump into uh, your current personal success. As of right now, um, what um, what are the best experiences you've created through this pathway? So created? What do you mean by created? Like, um, or I've been able to experience? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, oh man, I I, I want I want to say I, I like it goes back to mm-hmm. I don't take any credit for this. Right. I, it's just the way Patrick David, man, he's such a genius. Or, or I'm not saying he's he's a genius in in why he does these things, but he's such a caring people. Where I don't I don't I'm sure you've seen it on social media where, yeah, where I follow he's him. been quoted where you know if you don't take care of your people, somebody else will. Uh. Well, well, keep in mind. I remember when I so when when I, I got started right six months after I had gotten started mm-hmm. is when I was able to become a broker. Mm. And 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 when we when we got that done, there was an incentive. Uh, uh, that if you became a broker mm-hmm. in, in that year, which was in 2016, <clears throat> you would get a full paid trip to go to uh, Spain. Okay. So we got flown out to nice. Barcelona where we got to spend there four days in a villa that was just rented out for our people. Mm. Beautiful villa. And, and keep in mind, th- that's why I feel like I'm, I'm, I consider myself really extremely lucky. And I'm so thankful to God, Charles, because mm-hmm. like... This business, right off the back, sold me the dream in, in what's capable and, and what can be done. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, all I know before going to Spain when I was 20, uh, 21 years old is Tijuana and Jalisco. <laughs> you know, all yeah, I, yeah. I, we always talk about in our office, like, most, like, all I knew was, you know, Papas and Beer, yeah. uh, Jalisco, from, from, from where my parents are from, and that's yeah. it. So it was my first time ever having to travel uh, uh, overseas, right? right. So I, I, to that point, I still had never had a passport mm. so that experience of like having to wow. get us pa- uh, my first passport like i still on my passport on the back of the uh, of the passport i still have I, I you know like when you when you check in luggage they mm-hmm. give you like a ticket i have those tickets like stamped onto mm, my yeah, yeah. The back of my passport nice. because i like to remember yeah i, I remember th- that feeling i remember like the first time flying it was a, because it was a long flight mm-hmm. like it was with the tv and all this stuff yeah. keep in mind I, I i had a very lack of of experiencing these things right so being able to experience barcelona <clears throat> at the age of 21 and being able to party in barcelona completely ruined me because since then charles i never saw partying the same since then, I, I cannot tell you when's the last time I've partied here in Ventura County or in Oxnard huh. like we used to back in the days, right? <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't see things the same way. Yeah, it yeah. completely stretched my mind in ways that uh, I genuinely encourage anybody who's listening to this to really get to see like the world itself. Right. Because like once you travel, you see, you, you look back and you're like, man... We're so small compared to mm-hmm. the world. Oh my god! Yeah, we're just a minuscule, a fraction of and, what we and actually are. Exactly, and it's like you. you we make our problems bigger. In this the, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you look at Ventura County. It's predominantly Latinos. You know, uh, a little bit of everything you can mm-hmm. say. But when you go to Barcelona and you get to experience mm. their culture, you get to try out their food, and then and and the best part of it all was that I was able. To, so uh, along with the trip, also came tickets to attend the 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 Clasico, mm-hmm. which is the most like the most anticipated game in the soccer oh, wow. league 
ever, which is Barcelona against Madrid. Nice. So it's Ronaldo against uh, uh, Messi. Okay. And and, and I Big got stuff. like keep in mind like I it, like to this day my dad still is mad at me <laughs> because I've never been the biggest like soccer fan right, ever, right, right. and and I had never seen or watched uh, I had never watched a live soccer game. Mm-hmm. For, so for me and and I know anybody listening to this if you if you're into soccer keep in mind this is the, the I I got a paid trip to go to Barcelona and I got to watch El Clasico, mm-hmm. but on top of it, it was my first ever live soccer game. And nice. and there's nothing, there's nothing better than that other than El Mundial, mm-hmm. which is what, what, what my dad says. Now, I can't even take you to a regular soccer game around here, but to see the culture and seeing the different the different groups coming together and the rivalry between Barcelona and Messi, we actually got to uh, go to the Barcelona Stadium, right, the right, soccer right. stadium, and I saw all these trophies, and I started looking at things way different, mm-hmm. Charles. I started looking at, like, back then, like, I've, I've never been a... Um, you could say like a sports fan. I've never like I don't have a specific uh, football team I watch or 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 baseball, basketball. I don't have nothing. Right. Right. But I started mm-hmm. looking at sports differently because I started looking at like athletes uh, as like like professionals. Mm-hmm. Like the amount the amount of work ethic, the amount of of dedication, sacrifice that is required to be an all time greatest. Like you right. look at like something like Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know the things that he had to like like it's crazy to see how. The, not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say the U.S., but internationally, people are like mourning his passing. Yeah, yeah. It's insane, it's but it's crazy. it's because Kobe was above basketball. It's true. He it's wasn't just, just basketball. basketball right? So that's one experience. Uh, recently, Marty and I we, we were able to go down to one of our our leadership uh, retreats with Patrick and David, where Patrick and David uh, rented out this mansion. Mm-hmm. Insane, insane mansion nice. that completely completely stretched out our viewpoint and. <laughs> or, 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 like it's like I remember Marty walking into that. Hold on, you uh, still hear Ilario? No, no, no. Still, no. It was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I oh. you know, <laughs> it's like I'm thinking back and I yeah, remember yeah. Marty walking in there and, and seeing the chandelier, the the huge chandelier, and Marty telling me she's like, I want one of these in my in, mm. in our future living room, and I'm like, damn, okay, we gotta work. <laughs> yeah, 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 for but, sure. But it's like seeing these experiences, uh, other things that 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 really blew me away. Last year when we went to to Hawaii why uh, my coach Alfredo Garcia so he has three kids and and it's so crazy because his son Axton he learned how to swim in Hawaii mm-hmm. keep in mind Axton has a pool in his house but to experience him learning how to swim in Hawaii mm. it just it, it, it gave me a, a feeling where it's like man like it's crazy because it, in, in this agency like you're not just building a business you're building a family that you're you're gonna be like you're, you're building it with people you see yourself spending the rest of your life with right right, right. you know so that's so, so that's something that that really stood out to me uh, and then uh, I mean being able to take pictures with Magic Johnson mm. Kobe like the, although those experiences are just something that I I don't think I would have ever been able to do outside of, of mm-hmm. if I would have gone the other route, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Which brings me to curiosity, you know, right now, um, what what do you see? I mean, you've already been four years down and you've come into fruition more than what you actually thought that you could be possible do uh, achieving. Now, what does your vision look like, or what what's what's the future looking like for you? So, vision overall with 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 PHP, and it's something that 
I don't, I don't, I, I know I've said it to a couple of people, but I haven't right. really told, I haven't like sold anybody on it or anything like that. But it's, uh, I know PHP's vision in the near future mm-hmm. is to go international. Okay. Uh, like to be an internationally known or like be in different countries, mm-hmm. you could say. And, and I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I'm all in as far as this industry goes. Yes. I know this is the one industry. Like I just, I don't want to be just the best at it in Ventura County. Right. Like I'm looking into opening up offices anywhere. So if any of you are listening, you know, and you're, mm-hmm. you're, from so another city like let's talk but you know <laughs> it's like i'm looking into not just opening offices all throughout the united states but essentially the the way i see and this is something that my partner Marty and i are very mm-hmm. sold out on is anytime like we're just waiting on a call from patrick saying hey we're, we're moving to argentina you want to <laughs> you guys want to move out there for five years <laughs> yeah. ten years like i want to nice. be nice uh, i i don't necessarily say i don't necessarily mean like i want to be the patrick but david but i want to be the ceo of a php but in another country Mm. If if and when I know it's gonna be when PHP moves overseas, mm-hmm. like you tell me where where and when, Huge, like man. I'm all in. You really are all in, <laughs> dude. So, I'm sold. I'm like, dude, I could already picture you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so that's that's at least where where I see myself mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the near future. Now, long term, uh, it all goes back to my community, though. Like long term, I, I I know something that I'm really getting more and more and more and more involved in is is not necessarily politics. But making sure that our communities is 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 uh, taken care of, nice. and I know I I don't think I'm ever gonna. I don't think I see myself ever becoming a, uh, like a mayor or, or running for the center or anything mm-hmm. like right, that, right. but definitely doing my part in making sure that the changes that are required for for Oxford to get to the next level mm-hmm. take place. You know, nice. you look at Ventura County overall, like I'm from the south side of Oxford, <laughs> you know, and, and, and anytime I introduce myself to anybody, like uh-huh. I say, hey, I'm from the nice to meet you. And this is not from like gang relationship <laughs> or anything like that. It, it's more like I always say there's a difference between being raised in the south side and in the north side. Right, right, right. I was raised in the in the south side of Oxford, and people can see it like just by looking at the city overall. There's a huge difference mm-hmm. between the south side of Oxford oh, and absolutely. the north side of Oxford. There's a and, distinguishing difference, right? And and overall, at the same time, there's a different way people our, our neighboring cities look right. at Oxford mm-hmm. too. That's true, right? So for me, my my ultimate goal is to make sure that Oxford in Ventura County mm-hmm. not only becomes the most profitable city, but at the same time that becomes recognized nice nationally nice. for like creating the next innovative people okay we have so much talent dude. in Oxford and I don't think people understand dude, people do not. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, like people are sleeping on yeah, Oxford, yeah. but I, I'm not yeah I see the value I, I'm sorry I see the talents and I see the type of people that are being raised and all people need is just an opportunity mm-hmm. you see I, I, I look at I, I look at people differently Charles because when, when I meet people or when I meet people that have gone through certain roads or certain things in life where you i'm sure you you know of a couple people from our community where you're like where did it go south like you were doing so good Mm -hmm. like growing up you were like so you you were you were considered you you were supposed to be like big in life and what happened and I know it all comes down to to the byproduct of your surroundings. Exactly. So for me, I want to be able to give a platform for our newer generations, our nice. up and coming generations, to be able to really excel. Okay. And, and whether it's with me or just overall, yeah, yeah. like I just want to give people the platform to get off their feet and know that it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. It doesn't matter whether you come from a one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. like I did. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can the possibilities. Like we by far. 
this is one thing I'm really sold out on Charles we are by far the luckiest people to uh, uh, in this world to be living here in the United States I don't care what anybody says whether you're uh, growing up in Colonia El Rio whatever are you sure bro the world's pretty horrible right now no. bro why would you say that no that's what I'm saying like it's we're the luckiest yeah like think about this Charles like I don't know how it is in the Philippines, but it's like you look at Mexico. Where my like to know my parents Dude. sacrificed everything Third world to country, come into though. the United States and give me this opportunity. Like like people around the world wish mm -hmm. they could have the problems we have right, 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 right. now. You know, and Patrick but David always talks about how you know the 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 worst day here in the United States is still is still better than the best day in third world countries. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, mm. you know, worry about whether we have food available or whether we have clean water available or anything like that. Right, right. It's true. So I want people to understand. I want That's my totally community, perspective. you know, I want minorities to understand, like, like take the blinds off. Stop being a victim of your circumstances. Mm -hmm. Stop being a victim uh, of excuses. Stop being a victim of because X, Y, Z happened. That's why I couldn't be successful. No, turn that you know around mm -hmm. and say because of xyc that's why i had to be successful exactly and it goes back to true, the whole true. concept of rich that poor that mm. you know there's two different parents yeah, yeah, you know it's true. both of them love their kids how you see things one of them will say i i couldn't be rich because uh i i love my kids right and the other dad will say i had to be rich because, because i had my kids, kids. It's just how you see life. Mm. And I want people from our community to to realize that. Like, we have such an opportunity oh here in the United gosh, States. <laughs> and you can do so much. Yeah. You know, you just got to, like I said, you, you got to carry your own weight. But at the same time, you got to go and get it. It's right. not going to be handed to you. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe in, you know, being handed down things or, you know, hey, it's okay. You know, we didn't <laughs> expect much from you anyways. Like, no. <laughs> Heck no. If somebody can do it, so can you. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I love that you mentioned also that you, uh, you're trying to create a platform for people to experience what's possible for them and helping them see that other side that hey look you can't you don't have to be a victim of your circumstance like choose that perspective that hey because you're struggling and maybe it's a more of a reason for you to go all in and what exactly. you're passionate about exactly you know? and, and if you're struggling i mean th this is a, a very um uh uh like not taking emotions into consideration mm -hmm. but uh, there's a quote that i read the other day or actually matt Coulter has it on his office it says uh nobody cares work hard mm -hmm. you can complain all day you can whine about it you can cry about it and at the end of the day like don't get me wrong i i do believe you know people need help in one way or another mm -hmm. but at the end of the day if you if you don't realize that you can do better nobody's gonna realize that yeah. nobody's gonna no nobody's nobody you can't expect people to just hand things to you because mm -hmm. you're whining or complaining about it like if you if you see something bad in in anything do something about exactly. it and that is one of the main reasons why i got involved in our industry mm -hmm. you know we teach people about financial literacy and insurance nice. and i and the one of the biggest motives was because i saw how much my family suffered from lack of insurance mm. my grandmother passed away at the age of 59 because Damn, of diabetes right. she went into a coma and it was something that was completely unexpected yeah, yeah, right. And, and most people think when a when a loved one passed away, the family comes together. Well, let me tell you, I saw the complete opposite happening. Wow. Right. And and I'm not saying that 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 in any, in any bad way. But when I saw that, I realized, man, it, it's so crazy in the United States. When a loved one passes away, you're no longer going mm -hmm. through an emotional crisis. You're going through a financial crisis, right, right, right. you know, and, and that's not what wealthy people do. Mm -hmm. What wealthy people do is they transfer wealth. 
they mm-hmm. don't transfer debt. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and in minorities, the reason why most people don't have life insurance, it's not because they don't want it. It's mm-hmm. not because they don't love their family. It's because they just don't have that one person of trust to go to to talk about it. Exactly. You know? So totally. uh, uh, that's that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that you're sharing all this, bro. Like, I, I love that you're so passionate about this thing that you can really share your experiences and your story you know but uh i know we also wanted to get into that yes yes so yes, yes 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 with that being said uh what's, what's that book that you're so, holding so this book i have here is actually a present or a gift for 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 uh, uh i'll give it up to your discretion this is this is a book that completely shifted the way i saw money and mm-hmm. and the, the way uh wealthy people use specific products you can say to okay. get ahead financially mm-hmm. and this is a book i I would want to pass on to any of your audience, anybody that looks at it. I don't know if you want to make a post about it on Instagram or, or anything like that. Or, okay. or I'll leave it under your discretion. But this is a gift that I wanted to to pass on to anybody who listens to On The Go so that at, at the same time they can get this type of value. The, the book is called Tax-Free Retirement, mm-hmm. uh, and it's by Patrick Kelly. And, 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 and I know this is something we were talking off of uh, off, um, podcast, uh, off the podcast, but so I want to make sure I mention on here. Uh, one of the things that I, I feel lucky to have done before getting involved with the insurance mm-hmm. industry is working for HR Block doing mm-hmm. taxes. Yeah. Because I look at taxes differently than most people do. And and this book completely shifted my mind uh, as to what really is possible. Because you know there's a saying that always goes by uh, rich keep on getting richer right, and right, right. poor keep on getting poorer, sure right? For that, <laughs> they, exactly. And, it, and it's not that rich people are doing anything illegal. It's that rich people are, or wealthy people you could say are using their resources mm-hmm. they're being resourceful whether it's growing. exactly <laughs> whether it's financially through uh, a financial advisor or, or things of such mm. but the reality is the average middle-class american cannot afford something like that right let alone you go down to morgan stanley if you don't make six figures they don't want to sit down with you mm-hmm. if you don't have three hundred thousand two hundred thousand a hundred thousand in your 401k they don't want to help you out they'll exactly. give you a number to call mm-hmm. you go to any local bank that's the same thing that happens right, right, right. you know so for me this is a book that can really really impact hmm. your life because it teaches you about the 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 concepts and the products available to you right, it, right. this this is you like you the person you who, who you're listening this is a book that's available to you that educates you about the products you can use to not only get ahead financially but that at the same time use your resources to not have to pay so much on taxes like wealthy people do okay well we can do for that that's thanks for sharing the book you know yeah, I'm actually absolutely interested in uh reading it like, that's something <laughs> i've been trying to get into slowly but surely <laughs> you know i don't want to over, overwhelm myself but what we could do is we could probably do a little uh giveaway once, or yeah, something we'll do like a that. giveaway when uh you you want to hold the book no nah, it's all you okay <laughs> or unless I'm, you want me you want I'll, me to, I'm, i'll hold the i'll hold the okay, book cool, and i'll cool. hold the post up and then i'll just have people tag on it um you know tag people about the, oh there you go yeah, that way Instagram. more people can, can, can exactly. hear about this yes. so then if they decide that hey they want to listen to the podcast too fully then that's cool uh we'll just have people tag on it like two three people uh, i've seen the song so we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes let's do it you know but other than that uh we're gonna transitioning to finishing off as of right now do you have anything you want to uh finish off with no, I, I mean I know I know one thing you wanted me to talk about why it, it is uh, why I focus on uh, working with younger people. Yeah, and, and I wanted to dive on it. Two yeah. minutes on this, okay. and, and it's as simple sure, sure. as this, Charles. Uh, we're going through a transition right now where I had it in here where uh, th- there's so in the U.S. 
we have 76 million baby boomers that are mm. going to be transitioning into retirement. Okay. Right? Gen X is about to take up on on on, on, on the working class, you could say, mm -hmm. and millennials are right up next. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working, or I want to say I'm, I am I specialize in working with younger people, and I'm not saying younger people of just like 18, 19, 20, no, like I'm talking about like, or like, you know, uh, uh, mid-20s to mid-30s, right, right. where we're the future of this industry. Oh, we are know? now. <laughs> exactly, so I, 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 I knew right off the back when I first got started in financial services, I wanted to give others the platform and the opportunity mm -hmm. to also make something for themselves okay you know because i remember what it was like for me in high school i mean i had never heard of insurance before sure. it's crazy people it's, it's crazy in school you never hear of real estate you never hear of running a tax business of running a pnc office mm -hmm. of being able to flip houses do this do it's that true. Uh, true. running a no. business overall <laughs> we don't hear about mm -hmm. these things right so uh, for me i i specialize or i want to say uh, a lot of my work goes into <clears throat> excuse me into coaching uh, uh younger people right. because one we're the future and two, uh, we're going to be running this country it's pretty soon. You know, You're let alone our community. Mm -hmm. This is an investment where maybe right now uh, it's not giving that right off the, the rate of return, you could mm -hmm. say. But I know for a fact anybody and everybody I sit down with in our community, Charles, no matter who you are, where you come from, whether you do business with me or not, I know for a fact if I sit down with you, I'm going to provide or plant this seed in you of mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and of capitalism for you to understand what our future has to be like nice. because if we don't take care of our if we don't take care first and foremost of ourselves but at the same time of our community nobody else will yes yeah, true you know and, true. and a lot of people don't we are the change we exactly you, you are the change that you want to see in, in the world exactly so before you can change anything else you got to change yourself and, and it all goes back to taking care of your community imagine if everybody was sold out on helping out their own community man Everybody would be taken care instead of. Instead of being some man, uh, you know, it's, it's, instead of just me, 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 yeah, me, exactly. right? It's like, what can I do to bring value to Dude. the community? So I, I, that that's one of the things where that I know, like I said, maybe right now there's not an automatic instant gratification that a lot of millennials want to see right away, right? Dude, I'm, I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to learn. <laughs> but over the long run, I, I'm just, I'm excited, man. I'm, I like. Like I don't even know what to, it's eight eight p.m. right now, Damn. and I'm like I'm I'm jacked up about life yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking Absolutely. about like where our community is going, and I just know we're heading towards the right the, mm -hmm. the right direction, and and it's only a matter of time until our generation all like it, it's no like I said it, it's no longer taboo to be in business. There's people that are in multiple businesses so on a part time man. basis, making you know supplementing their income, Ooh, and, and and that's also one of the things of that that you want to talk about about a millennial hustle. So, and it's like we're we're a generation of hybrids of people that have a regular job, but at the same time are supplementing their diversify. income through through uh yeah th like supplement their income through a part time business mm -hmm. or or like a business that monetizes you and makes you you know whether it's passive income or some sort of income because we like in today's society Charles you don't real or people don't realize but you gotta make more money than you, than people needed to back in the days mm. like get everything is getting more expensive it's every true. house here in Ventura County oh, what 400,000 500,000 600,000 if, if you want to live a in a quote-unquote you know maybe. exactly <laughs> you know so life is getting more expensive that is the reason why it's no longer uh, uh the expectation for the man to mm -hmm. work and the woman to stay at home it's not even sustainable it's right true. I mean nah, nah I can't <laughs> do anything about see the thing for me I totally agree with you on that and it's like 
I I totally agree with that, and that's why you gotta like move more. You gotta be able to expand your resources and look for more things and make that as a reason. Because ultimately, if I if we could change, you know how the economy is, we could. But ultimately, we can't. I would rather not waste my energy and time trying to change that and blame and being a victim, uh-huh. rather just focused on what i can do as an yes. individual it may, i also feel that comes from being an abundant mindset you know because a lot of mm, people are okay. like a lot of people are very on the scarce scarcity mindset uh-huh. yeah, when it yeah. comes down to it so then they feel that all these circumstances are just too overwhelming for them to actually overcome you know so there's but two thanks things for sharing that. there's two things everybody will have control over their actions uh, and their emotions. Nice, absolutely. That you is have control things. over every action you take, mm-hmm. and you have control over your emotions. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would like to say you have control right now. Yeah, at, at, from <laughs> the start, like, probably not until <laughs> you learn. You know, it comes with self awareness. You, you gotta know? become aware yeah. that you're in control of your emotions, and the only reason why you react to certain things is because you allow yourself mm-hmm. to. Simple as that. Trauma and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, so finishing up that I'm just, like I said, I'm really excited about what the future holds. I'm really excited as to where you're heading. I'm Mm -hmm. really excited. Uh, uh, And overall, thank you, Charles. I appreciate you letting me Thank you for being here. (laughs) But uh, right now, where where, where can uh, other other people find you for anybody watching? So, I I know you're going to be posting this on Instagram. On (laughs) Instagram, uh, I'm, oh my God, I think I'm Hilario Guerrero. Uh, H-I-L-A-R-I-O I'll, I'll have it out underscore G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O you can find me on Facebook too uh, but overall shoot me a DM if any of you ever happen to have any questions anything that has to do with transitioning into mm-hmm. entrepreneurship or anything like that trust me uh, there's a lot of, of mistakes I made that you can learn from yeah yeah totally <laughs> follow follow him guys or um, take a listen to it if you, if you were to listen this far you know like dude that's pretty dope because <laughs> hilari just dropped so much nuggets so i'm just like oh fuck i'm just touching <laughs> back into it you know but other than that uh yeah sorry i cut you off no no i'll get that, that so that's the only way that that's the best way to reach me uh and overall man i'm really excited about on the go like i i i i really really genuinely charles and i don't want to say it to just say it, mm-hmm. but i re- based on our conversation earlier yeah. man this can really be that platform that that can that can facilitate the process of oh, getting goodness. everybody the opportunity to yeah. understand what their true worth mm-hmm. is and at the same time to discover what their true potential exactly. is exactly and true. i hope i look at that. i just want to be able to spotlight that for people you know and also like i said give that platform so yeah but other than that hey man my thanks man. for being on thank you absolute <laughs> pre- pleasure to have you on also share some little uh uh, insights when it comes down to business but anyways for anybody listening thanks for listening in to the biz talk series we'll see more in the next episode stay tuned guys Oof.
awesome guys we are back had to take a little break real quick make sure everything is all <laughs> set up but also take a little bathroom break but uh with that being said we are gonna dive into a little bit of experience um other than that uh hilari was actually sharing something really uh interesting earlier but god damn i just thought i was just gonna share i totally just brain farted now <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Afterwards. about it but uh oh yeah because he was mentioning how uh he can talk for days because he does three or four hours. And I was mentioning while I went to the bathroom real quick, I realized like the, the re really cool thing I like about people who are building something and building a team especially is that they can, they they have a great ability to storytell. And <laughs> that is just like a powerful, powerful like skill that anybody who should get into if they want to be able to influence people, being able mm. to tell stories. Yes. Like one of my mentors was just mentioning to me, you know, people that can storytell is the people that can reflect back into their life and understand what difference that made. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to point that out. So yeah. I thought it was interesting. But anyways, um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is like, at your office um you know from my experience with the industry what i did was i did it in homes shared mm. presentations and sold the services if they were interested in product or if they wanted to get involved as well um for you you're at an eight office yeah. right yeah, um, yeah what what's work like on a daily weekly basis so it, it all depends on the day to day you could mm -hmm. say like for instance when it comes down to mondays uh I, I most people i know they dread on sundays right. because mondays they gotta go back to work or this and that right. uh for me mondays are like i wouldn't say my best days i'm mm -hmm. the i'm the most excited sunday night going into monday because i know it's a brand new week uh oh. from a business standpoint tell me about it man <laughs> tell me about <laughs> you that. know and, and and it's just because it starts right off the back with with uh we have a, a what's called a builders meeting <clears throat> where we come together and and obviously we host weekly seminars or weekly trainings you could say right. and it's like we want to make sure that we we are doing our part as leaders you could say right. to provide the most amount of value to mm -hmm. our our agents whether you're new or you've been in business with us for for a while Absolutely. so you know we strategize we make sure that we provide you know the right tools for our mm -hmm. agents but for me I, I like mondays because it's like right off the mm -hmm. back we got our first I, I have my first conference call at around 7 45 in the morning mm -hmm. you know where nice. i get my personal accountability right. from my coach mm -hmm. you know so it's like before you can even coach anybody you need to be getting coached yourself yeah, right there's levels to mm -hmm. everything you that's what say. i like about that business model too. it's <laughs> like help me help you <laughs> exactly so right off the back i start off my monday mornings uh with a conference call where it's more on the accountability side it's it's more on the coaching side. It's more on the experience being passed down from from people who have been in business longer and that are way more successful than me. Right. But at the same time, that they can give me their their perspective from a different viewpoint for me to be able to either attack that that mm -hmm. that, that specific obstacle Absolutely. or overcome that obstacle. And then it goes on the day. For me, Mondays are my favorite because that's when I make the most amount of calls. Okay. I'm talking to the most amount okay. of people. I'm you know I'm very proactive throughout the day. Uh, and, and more than yeah. anything, it's just like back that's to awesome. back to back to back to right, back. Right, right, right. Uh, and then You're setting up appointments and following. Exactly. So Mondays, it's more about like following up with people that we have already done appointments with, right. or it's more like to schedule the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. And and that's cool because I remember when I was in business, I, I I didn't know how to structure that out until I had the mentors who kind of broke down the monthly goals. And I'm sure mm. that's the reason why you started to do it Monday so that you can pick up traction and momentum yeah. within the actual business. And he, even then, when I'm working at 24, I'm actually making calls to mm. you know. Um, create appointments yeah. I, I'm, spe I'm very specified on who i target to make calls because at certain times it makes it works best but in certain times for follow-ups it's a be better time so it's, exactly. it's something you have to learn and once you learn that like your business mindset 
your mindset on business itself is just expanding you know and and and, I, and adding on to that i feel it makes you a lot more productive mm-hmm. when and i wouldn't say like you have to have an hour per hour schedule right obviously if you do now you that, that's when you're, you're at a point a where you have an assistant mm-hmm. telling you what to do and exactly. i think that's like the best place where anybody can be where it's just like <laughs> just tell me where to go <laughs> right but yeah. but when you're when you have somewhat of a schedule you can say for throughout the week now you're you get to ride the momentum mm-hmm. and make the most out of the week mm-hmm. and it's like now it's not even just about you it's about the momentum being driven out throughout right. the week but yeah so for for example mondays are like the busiest days tuesdays we have trains for our agents mm-hmm. and then even during the day you could say like i follow up with with our the companies that we work with to make sure that my clients are getting approved right, right, keep, right. keeping my clients like updated mm-hmm. and at the same time it's also about uh giving our newest agents that type of uh, hands-on experience yeah exactly so you want to get them results right away you know exactly. and get to get their foot wet right away and actually yeah we what is it i keep forgetting this word you're weeding the herd kind of in a way or what, I what. But basically <laughs> figuring out who's like, actually capable to continue you know yeah and, and above all it's to show our newest agents hey listen this is very simple mm-hmm. i, I nah. feel a lot of my agents when they see me do an appointment three times they're like hilario like i already know your jokes and i'm like you're not <laughs> <laughs> you know because i say the same exact thing every that. time yeah yeah i remember you know that. so so for me it's more about getting our newest agents and also the the season agents you know the experience and at the mm-hmm. same time checking on them and making sure you know they're getting better in one way or another uh and above all it's also like about building together mm-hmm. you know having yeah. that culture where hey you know just because so-and-so is doing this mm-hmm. much does not mean you can't be doing that and, exactly. and incorporating some sort of competition where Absolutely. it's like oh, okay. the, more the, a little more fun oh yeah the moment one person gets results, hey what? did you hear what this person just did <laughs> they just closed xyc where you at bro <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly hey, it's more of like hey translation mm-hmm. you know i know they're not going to tell you in person but that person you know yeah. they're saying they're kicking your yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you're also like triggering different personalities that fits best for them you know because I, I remember there was like different personalities that you work with people yeah so, so then understanding that definitely makes you a better and improves your leadership in a way yeah. because now you're you have to transition how you communicate uh-huh. you well, know well adding on to that it's like people are driven in different ways mm-hmm. some people are more on the relationship side where they just want to hear somebody being they just want to hear someone pouring into mm-hmm. them and that's when they perform the best mm-hmm. there's other people that are more technical than yeah, once yeah, they you want explain the numbers, to them like the you. technicalities of <laughs> it, uh, yeah you can say once they know the technicalities they just write, run on their own mm-hmm. and then there's other people that are just action driven and just mm-hmm. like go 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 Dominant, go go right, let's right. go like why are you not doing enough yeah. why? and it's it's more like the locker room kind of talk <laughs> that they want to hear and then they take off on their own yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which brings me to the traditional question I was going to ask outside of you creating that culture. Um, what is like, what, what is it like in the culture for you on your end? You know, it, so- like I said, it's totally <laughs> different from the traditional network marketing. <laughs> You guys are bringing in offices, but then you have a system structured throughout the week. And and you just hit a spot on. It's the system. Mm-hmm. You see, Charles, I, I want to be the first one to say I take zero credit for the culture of our team, of our mm-hmm. office. This is something that wasn't done by us. This was something that, I mean, I don't even know who came with it. Or mm-hmm. I'm sure there's enough books that people can read right. where somebody put the masterpiece together. But the credit goes all to our CEO, Patrick B. David. Okay. Like when, when, when at least for me, you know, I came into the business once php was had already been in business mm-hmm. uh seven years 
you know so right, this right. culture was not something that i enhanced this is a culture that i became a part of and mm. for me i'm just running the culture does mm -hmm. that make sense so it's more like you say it goes back to systems there's there's specifics there's a system that we have within php that allows our ages not just to be able to grow but at the same time to be taught how to do things from point a to point c okay because keep in mind we're in the financial services industry so for those of you who don't know what financial services is right. you know we do life insurance annuities mm -hmm. long-term care we do nice. 401k rollovers roth iras uh, uh rollovers these are some terms that some of you you're like what are you what talking are you about, talking about? <laughs> uh well let me tell you that was me when i first got started right oh, so, i still am kind of <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of a lot of the things in the beginning is more educating our agents first mm -hmm. and foremost it's like before you can help out anybody you gotta know what you're talking about exactly. yourself yeah, yeah right and as far as the culture goes that's just something where as an office something that i i take a lot of pride in and i'm so like uh i don't think anything gives me more pride proud <clears throat> i'm sorry i don't think anything gives me more more pride about our office than knowing that we run a family culture nice we are not corporate whatsoever if you go if you come down to our office i mean i'm sure you've seen it yeah, already yeah, i've been whether it's times. through our videos totally. or through our events yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like we when when we in our office we want to make sure it doesn't matter who you are where you come from or who you were raised by who who your parents are right. none of that we want to make sure if you come down to our office your family to us you know and, and we don't want to give a corporate look where you know you're being ju judged by how you look or, or who you are or, exactly. or you know what what uh uh who you associate yourself with or anything like that we want to make or sure skill set even exactly it's more of like everybody's is is on their own journey exactly. and it's more of like how can i add value to your journey Love and it. how can i speed up the process of your journey mm -hmm. so nice. so for our culture we, we definitely knew as an office we wanted to have a family culture where people felt comfortable enough to to be able to grow mm -hmm. because sometimes when people do not feel comfortable enough there's lack of communication mm. uh, uh people go mia because there's just sure. they don't fit in yeah and it's like sometimes if you don't fit in the, one of the biggest reasons why people quit on anything mm -hmm. it's one because they don't fit in or mm. they feel they don't fit in so how do you create that space for them to feel more comfortable and at their best authentic self I, I can tell you for first and foremost, me, when I when I sit down with, with any agent or even my clients, I right, tell right. them, you know, it's just more of, I guess you could say, like the customer service we provide for our clients. Mm. Like anytime I provide a policy or I I, I, uh, I help out any of my clients in our community, like I tell them, hey, by the way, I want to make sure you know, like you're not, my, I'm not your agent only. Like I expect you to invite me to your birthday party. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that like, like personal, th that, that weekend barbecue, mm. like, like you better tell me, I'm going to be right, mad right. if I see you on Facebook and you didn't invite right, me like right, that, right. you know? And, and you know you know, it's crazy. When I got into the sales industry and I was also building a team, that was probably one of the hardest things. No, I wouldn't say the hardest thing, but it was something that I was lacking, which was being human, you know, uh, making it personal because yeah, yeah. then I was so like salesy, right? I didn't know yeah. how to build relationship. It was only after I actually got an industry, started to learn how to actually build our authentic relationships. Yeah. And, you and, know, and that's something that I even had troubles mm -hmm. with because I remember when I first got started, I was very monotone. I want to do Dude. things. Like robot right and it's like you don't realize the people <laughs> I got feedback on <laughs> you know you, you, we don't even realize the people who who we like when anybody that ever starts a business the people that you reach out to in the in the beginning is your friends it's your it's family these are people who know who you really mm -hmm. are genuinely right you don't need to approach them in a robotic mono, monotone way absolutely you need to talk to them the way you typically mm -hmm. talk to them hey listen I'm, i got started with this business That's i'm really true. excited about it you know can you help me out man you know you gotta have that <laughs> like when i have my agents i tell them hey like talk to your people the way you would normally mm -hmm. talk to them 
I don't need you to call them and hey, Mr. and Mrs. This. Like, you've <laughs> never called them the. Why are you calling me like this? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> exactly. So, so the system is not supposed to change who you are. Mm-hmm. The system is supposed to be something that you use as a way to get you from Guide. point A to point. It's a guideline. There you go. And and it fits everybody differently because not everybody was raised by Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right, right, right. Not everybody, you know, mm-hmm. had a corporate uh, 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 parents that had corporate jobs. Not okay. not everybody exactly. comes from that background. Right, right. You know, and when you when you talk about, I mean, you look. I, mean, I know a lot of people are gonna be seeing me through the live, but it's like I'm Latino. Mm-hmm. You know, like my raza, my, my community, <laughs> Oxnard, you, you yeah, like, yeah. we don't talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah. or, you know, people want to talk like, hey, how are you doing? Like, yeah, exactly. They want, they want that relationship. Yeah. And when they want to know you're human. Exactly. So that, that's how we create that space for, for agents as well as clients, where when I sit down with my agents, I tell them, hey, listen, if you ever call me, uh, if you ever call me, uh, 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 that if you ever say I'm your manager, like, I'm going to send you home. <laughs> I'm not your manager. Seriously. I, I'm not I'm not your your okay. boss. Yeah. Don't ever call me boss. Like like we're 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 people. Mm-hmm. Like call me by my name. I'm gonna call you by my name. Right, Obviously right. I'm gonna have that mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I wanna make sure we have that mutual respect. Absolutely. But I don't want you to think I'm your boss. I'm I'm more as as you could say your coach in mm-hmm. business where I, I'm gonna give you obviously I'm not gonna tell you you're gonna love me forever. Yeah. There's gonna come times you're gonna hate me. Yeah, but that's sure. because I'm gonna tell you things that you need to hear, mm-hmm. not what you wanna hear. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's something that I had to learn over the uh, that I when I started working with real players that they taught me that as well. And the thing that you mentioned as well is that when people know that you care, you know, they, when people, well, fuck, what the thing, <laughs> but, you know, it's something about caring and I want people know that you care. They, uh, okay. I'm going to skip that. Cause I, I'm I, sure I you're talking about like people will <laughs> tell you like, like what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Is that, is that what you're talking no, about? No, it was more about like, like the caring part. Uh, people know that you care. Uh, I, I just, I don't know how to top my head. <laughs> it's been a long day, but uh, no you know worries, what? No speaking speaking of, uh, you know, your struggles right now, you mentioned uh, obviously there's different phases or p- positions that you were in that, that pivoted your career point yeah. right now. You were at a point where you were learning how to do sales and then learning how to train or actually learn to do the sales and recruit and also and then after that uh-huh. uh, you're also learning how to teach you know how yeah, to yeah. build your own business so for yourself with your ventures what are some struggles that you came across throughout those little phases as far as building goes or well, i mean like overall say overall in business yeah. so first thing charles i mean I think it, I have such a long list now. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's I'll main, talk about the top, the top problems. Okay. The, cool, the cool. first one in the beginning was was um, building that thick skin of, mm. of not listening to, like, how would I put it? it? It was building that thick skin of knowing that not everybody was going to be with me mm-hmm. uh, uh, with my decisions. I'll right. give you an example. Most people, uh, uh, if you're listening to this, if you're, if you're thinking about going into entrepreneurship, if you're thinking about, you know, uh, running your own business and nobody in your family mm-hmm. has ever ran a business before, yeah. I feel we're at, we're at a point now, I mean, even three years ago, it was, it was so taboo. Yes, yeah, it true. was just something nobody like you were considered weird if you were in business <laughs> or you were in on entrepreneurship, yeah, right? So in the beginning, I, I, I it was it was more of understanding that not everybody was gonna have the same vision that I had for what 
I wanted to right, do, right. and not everybody was gonna be with me. Mm-hmm. There's a saying that goes in our business that says, uh, "You will make more money with people you don't know than people that that you do know." Mm-hmm. And, and it That's goes true. And it, that was a struggle people were support, for me. People that don't know you will probably support you more than the people that, e- that know you. <laughs> exactly, and it's it's insane. It, it, it and and sometimes like if if you don't have that thick skin where you you are aware of it, mm-hmm. it, it can really damage you. Absolutely, you know? So yeah. that was one of my first struggles in the beginning because I remember when I when so keep in mind. Let, let me let me preframe this, sure. Charles. I was so remember like I mentioned, I it was one random night during the summertime mm-hmm. before I was gonna go back to UCSB. Mm-hmm. So I had already received my acceptance letter. I was already about to like go into uh, scheduling my classes for the fall semester and everything. Right. And and what's insane was that um, in, in that time frame that I was gonna make that decision to go back to UCSB is when mm-hmm. I got in, recruited into the industry. Mm-hmm. And the hardest, it was the hardest decision I had ever made in my life was was making the decision that I'm not gonna go back to college and I'm gonna pursue something that I have never even heard of mm-hmm. before, but that I 100% believe and yeah, have right. faith in that I can succeed in. And, and with me, that decision, I was completely fine with nice. it, but I can assure you nobody in my circle was fine with it, mm-hmm. to say the least. When I remember when I I remember the hard one of the hardest things that I had to do was telling my parents, hey, you know you know uh, uh, you know I'm gonna I'm supposed to go back to UCSB, so I'm actually gonna start one of <laughs> I'm gonna start one of these things, you know, and like I'm gonna start, like it was such so awkward and it was you know, like it was oh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say I had the same experience, or even so, I was. My, the thing for me that I made a mistake was I didn't go all in on you. So I actually really admire you for be- being able to do that. For me, I was like, yeah, I'll still kind of please my parents, but then I'll <laughs> kind of pursue this. That makes me happy. And then it was like just completely like over uh, extending myself, you know? Yeah. yeah but, and, but anyways, it's such a decision that I hope if any of you are listening to this, I, I hope you realize you got to do what's best for you. And even more than that, you got to be aware. Like for me, I, I, I like there's things I can I cannot begin to tell you how much I have learned. And and, mm-hmm. and I mean, for my parents and, and I would not be the man that I am today if it wasn't for my parents. Absolutely. Right. I but agree. when it came down to life itself, Charles, I realized there are certain there are certain things that I got to listen to my parents when it comes down to life itself. Right, right, right. And then as far as my life goes, career-wise, future-wise, mm-hmm. there's so much that I know that I knew my parents had not seen themselves exactly. as to why they it didn't make sense for them. Yeah, of course. Right? I went through like three to six months without my dad talking to me when I told mm-hmm. them that I wasn't going to go wow. back to UCSB. And that was one of the toughest moments of okay. my life. You know, I had to keep it all together, but yeah, people yeah, yeah. didn't know. Like, for me, like, it really... It really hit me, you know, because yeah. I'm like, man, this is like, like they don't even realize how much I'm busting my, you know, what mm-hmm. yeah. to to really you reward them. Oh no, no. <laughs> I, I want to keep it PG, you know. <laughs> but it's like they they have no idea that the biggest reasons why I wanted to go through this was so that I could start living life with them mm-hmm. uh, sooner than what if I would have gone to college mom, yeah, yeah, for yeah. those seven eight years, Absolutely. right? So I I, I had to one be aware of it and two uh, be wise. With who I was gonna listen to, mm. you see, because I had my mentor. Quick shout out to Alfredo Garcia. Mm. I had my mentor when I first sat down with him, and I saw his life. I saw him, you know, being in his early thirties and traveling and having his kids and his wife, you know, driving the nice car, having right. his own house, the pool, you know, getting to travel, paid by the company. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the life that he had, and I'm like, whose life do I want? 
I want his life. Mm -hmm. So who do I gotta listen to if I want their life? My coach. Mm. There's things that I needed to listen to my coach because he had that business experience. Right. He was living the life that I one day want to live myself. Nice. Right. So that's when I knew, like, you know what? I had to go through a transition where I started to listen to my business coach because he was gonna be the one that was gonna coach me to get to where I needed to be. Makes sense. And and that's something that most people are. I feel most a lot of young. Young, I would say millennials, but at the same time, uh, uh, a lot of young people yeah, young. Uh, they struggle with, and it's the whole thought process of, well, my mom and dad don't approve of this. Dude, it's well, all about validation. Well, it comes down to it, you know? exactly. And it's like, hey, well, let, let me tell you, uh, Mister and Mrs. Eighteen-year-old, you're you're actually an, an adult right now. <laughs> like, like I understand, Dude, mom. That is a hard that. concept, you know, because you're so, especially living in Oxnard or in eight oh five. It's uh -huh. like you kind of are privileged in a in a secure place where it's a middle class so it's like you are accustomed to this system that was promised you in a sense so for you to step out of this threshold yes. is absolutely freaking terrifying <laughs> you know it's like dude like um, you might not even think about it because you're so kind of sedated by fear you don't even want to think about that so it's like you'd rather go the other way and decide to live upon your it, live it, it, beyond exactly. your dreams, you know yeah so so for me i already knew back then that if I was gonna do it, I was gonna go all in. And that is mm -hmm. one of, like, I'm so glad my dad didn't wanna talk to me. He had this negative, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh this negative viewpoint of, of the decision that I had made because that even fueled me more to prove mm -hmm. him wrong. Nice. Like, for all I know, if my dad would have supported me, probably I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have made, I wouldn't have done as much as I would have True. done now. Who knows? Because True. sometimes, sometimes the, the things that drive us is proving people wrong. Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure I proved my parents like, hey, like, trust me, like, just trust me on this one. Like, I promise you, mm -hmm. it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know this, Charles, but it's like when you go into business, it's it's not a job. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get results yeah, right away. True. You know, and, and, and I'm so glad and I'm so thankful to God that I had a coach that was able to transfer patience patience into me mm -hmm. and was and, and for me I I, I I never at one point did I ever doubt this business nice and That's and dope. I'm so thankful of that because if I I know for a fact if I would have ever doubted like I doubted my skill set I doubted whether mm -hmm. I could do it myself right but I did not doubt the system Obviously. I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah, well, me, I, like I didn't know if I if I could do presentations. Mm -hmm. I had never done financial services. Right. I had never been, you know, involved with money or anything. I had never coached a team. I had never, you know, wanted to be a, a broker, wanted mm -hmm. to build an off. I no, nothing in my life up until that point right. said Elario's gonna be a broker. It's true. It's true. <laughs> sometimes you don't sometimes you don't see the things that you're gonna be doing. You just go all in and you decide to you acquire this new skill set or this personality, your visions expand. And I think that's the cool thing about venturing into the things that you see yourself and being in tune with exactly. that individual self, and, you know? And that's one of those things as well that, like, now I look back at our educational system. I look back at how people are, are having to choose what they got to do for the rest of their life at the age of 17 and a half yeah. before they go off to college. Wow. Most of these people, they don't even know what they want to do. And mm -hmm. some of these people, Charles, they know what they want to do quote unquote, 
but they don't know what it actually takes mm -hmm. to do or they don't have the actual support to actually get them closer to it, it you know exactly <laughs> so that was one of my mistakes or i would say my toughest moments mm -hmm. i want to make sure I, I i mentioned two or three the next one that that i want to mention that i also went through uh in the beginning is as you can tell I, i'm very action oriented i'm very excited something yeah, that, yeah. that i've always I guess I don't want to say that I've always been like this, but I've always been an excited person uh, overall for yeah, life in general. Yeah, for sure, uh, for, my experience of you is pretty good. <laughs> in, in the beginning, I was I was too aggressive because mm. I come from a, a I come from sports background. Um. I come from college, like you know, like we're, like the the type of the way you speak, mm -hmm. and, and I like you said something that that you also mentioned was um, if you're not aware as to what drives people, you're not gonna know how to lead mm -hmm. them. And for me, I used to treat everybody the same, same i used to be like well if i did it why can't you exactly like you're just yeah, being yeah. lazy and <laughs> that, that was just like my my direct con uh -huh. con connection was you're just lazy you just don't want it as hard you just don't want like because for me like dude I, i'm willing to do whatever it takes mm -hmm. and it means i'm gonna get that, that result that i want right? Right, right right back then like shoot i i like it's I, I think it's funny how people have like two jobs and they think they, they work a lot like mm -hmm. like you don't know what it's like to work 18 hours you don't mm -hmm. know what it's like to be running on five hours of sleep mm -hmm. and have to do seven back-to-back -back appointments Man. and have to close out you don't know All what right. it's like you know to submit <laughs> and and i went through that myself in the beginning but that's just because i knew that's what it took mm -hmm. and it's like it goes back to nice. if i knew i was gonna get in Love it that. like it, it's come uh i, I want to speak in spanish Dude, so, so it's like we could say it but just picture so, some people <laughs> like like si queriste so so what that means is like you so if you wanted it now you gotta back it up okay it's okay sister you know that yeah. that's that's what that means so for me I, I knew that's what it was gonna take and i was willing to do it and and in the beginning stages i i i i, I look back at it and i think like man i look back at like now for who i am today and i look back and i'm like i'm so thankful of of uh, uh of um what is it called of books I'm so thankful personal of personal development because I look back at the 20 year old Eladio. I look back at yeah. the 21 year old Eladio. Shoot, I look back at the 23 year old Eladio. Yes. I'm like, oh my goodness, Eladio, you did not even know what you were mm -hmm. doing. And and I'm and I'm so thankful because of of the, of the self development books that and human nature books and psychology books. Like I wish in our in, a, in our educational system growing up, mm -hmm. instead of reading history books, we could le read like leadership books mm -hmm. that incorporate so history into self-awareness bring self-awareness exactly. instead of just reading psychology books like read books about English. human nature exactly. read books about how to treat people mm -hmm. you know things of values exactly. how to be a better person principles overall man, man. you know so <laughs> so in the beginning I, I i'll be honest and i'll say it straightforward in here I, I i in the first year of being in business i had read more books than I ever Dude, did prior same. in my first 21 years. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, same thing. <laughs> you know, and and I, that was one of the things where in the beginning I wasn't I wasn't too self developed. Mm -hmm. I was too rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. I was it was like okay, well if they don't want to do business with me, well whatever, <laughs> they're lost. You know, yeah, yeah. and I'm not saying that's not how I feel now now today, but mm -hmm. now the way I look at things is like what could I have done different? Nice. I Taking never, responsibility. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> like like back then it was more of like well they're lost whatever it is yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is like it was more of like beef you know like oh whatever. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. They're lost, and and now I'm like, okay, it's well, they growth mentality. Man. Oh. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's like the, 
it goes back to like you said those self-reflection of could i have done something differently what was i not straightforward were, were my was my viewpoint not you know sought to the other end the right way mm -hmm. and 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 if if there's something that i could have done differently then hey i'll man up to it you yeah. know what you know what i messed up i, I apologize if there's any way i can fix it let me know if mm -hmm. not then i wish you nothing but the best spoken like a true leader <laughs> <laughs> my man all right we're gonna take another because I, I didn't think it was gonna dude i'm telling you bro you could really uh, i'm sorry man I'm taking no no it's good long. it's good so however i want i wanted to take another break so that i can uh, reset the cameras but also transition into the last part yeah basically okay. what who you the people you're leading as well and also okay. your success you know i want to we want people i want people to hear about this uh. what kind of things you in came into fruition about you know so I'm i appreciate about it. let's do it yeah give me a second 